Chapter 8 Dakinis and Sacred Medicine The preacher brought large bags of clothes, food, and other items back to our camp. How he managed to sneak away in the middle of the night with it was a mystery, and now the girls and I were modifying the baggy cargo pants, military uniforms, burlap sacks, blankets, and other fabrics into bohemian tops and bottoms. Twisting and wrapping the materials around our bodies, we transformed into hippie nuns, and while the girls seemed to be excited with their new appearance, my mind was elsewhere. The preacher said Omokli had died, but did anyone else even care? Vianca and the preacher were scheming, planning for something else, but I was sick of it. I had enough of this bullshit, and I couldn't stand the sight of Vianca or the preacher any longer. Omokli died, and not a single person offered up a moment of silence for him. Why, just yesterday, Vianca put me under a spell. All I felt was anger fuming through my veins, knowing they'd left Omokli to die. He was gone. The drugs were burning, and someone was going to pay for all of this. Vianca looked back at me. She was a mind reader of sorts, and now she got finicky while the other woman sorted through the food. Her eyes locked onto the black cat before she picked it up and set it in my hands. The cat started purring. You look stressed. Here, pet the black cat and you'll feel better. Now what's going on? said Bianca. I stared through her. A heavy burning sensation peaked between my eyes. Was this anger or rage? Well, it could have been a craving for revenge, since I'd spent weeks getting high with the king, and now the preacher burnt the end of our supply. There was nothing left. Omokli's dead, I told her. Oh, isn't it awful? But it's only his body, said Vianca. His soul is somewhere fresh, far beyond this troublesome plane, and, and that preacher burnt our drugs. Now my fingers started to twitch. I wanted to strangle her along with everyone else here. They weren't with me. It was all a lie, and, Okay, everyone, Jane had a terrific idea. We're all going to get high, said Vianca. My eyes were bugging out. I could feel the pressure mounting in my skull. Erratic and unpredictable, I couldn't focus, and even the black cat kept glancing up to see if I was okay, but it felt like my brain was about to short-circuit. Levi was missing. Otto and Manuka were nowhere to be found. Amokli was dead, and... Toss me an apple, please, said Vianca. Hurry! Merope threw an apple before Vianca pierced the top with the stick. Then she poked two other holes through the sides of it. She blew air through the apple, which appeared to be a makeshift pipe. What are you doing? asked the preacher. Cannabis is an incredible plant. It shifts the awareness from the external world back inward toward the subconscious. We need to get everyone looking inward to see if they can locate Ditto. Someone get me a coal from the fire, said Vianca. She pulled me towards the fire when the cat slipped through my grip and trotted beside us on the ground. Vianca ripped open the large bag of green cannabis buds and started packing them into the open hole on top of the apple. I stared down at the melting medicine bottles, watching the plastic bubble. Oh, he's an idiot and a liar. This preacher is against us, isn't he? He ruined all the fun. Here, said Vianca. Oh, come on, said the preacher. You can't teach kids like that. It's not about getting high. It's about becoming free. You're keeping her trapped in another illusion. She pressed a finger over one of the holes and held the other hole up to my lips. She juggled a hot coal in midair before she set it on top of the flower buds, which burned the cannabis plant while a white smoke cloud started to flow. Deep breath now, said Bianca. I took a big breath through the apple, inhaling all the smoke. <coughs> oh, wow, coughing it out. I tried to catch my breath again. 
but my lungs were burning from the smoke. I don't disagree, said Bianca to the preacher, but if you want to help them get free, you have to help them realize that they're trapped first. Nature's medicine is a lot better than all those pills, and it opens up the mind to the inner reality. Bianca paused. And how are you feeling, Jane? I sensed your energy was sporadic because you were glowing bright red. I think you were actually holding your breath there for a minute. Do you feel stable now? I took a breath of air in, and I did feel much more stable. I felt my shoulders sinking down. Oh, all that tension released, and it was slipping down through my body. Feeling light and giddy, my mind was gentle and simple, and what an amazing plant. Yes, it is. It's another wonder of Mother Nature's gifts, said Bianca. Do you want some, Mr. Preacher? She offered the apple pipe to him. No, thank you, said the preacher. Suit yourself. Bianca took a deep inhale of the smoke. Now you know this plant is a connection back to the Mother Earth. Every time you smoke it, you're just reconnecting with her spirit. Oh, I was feeling everything again, and it was so wonderful. These trees are incredible, and I'm free. Oh, I can't remember the last time I felt this great. Look at the sunlight and the lush plants. Oh, my goodness, it's all so welcoming. I'm home. But it's another attachment. You'll have to wean them off it sooner or later. I know you think you're helping Jane manage her mind by using that intoxicant, but you've just distracted her, said the preacher. How is it an intoxicant? It's medicine. Look what it's doing to her state of being. Why, just a minute ago, she was ready to erupt like a volcano. She was breathing like a demon, for goddess sakes, said Bianca. And now she's attached to the flower, said the preacher. Well, it's better to be attached to the flower than attached to anger. Baby steps, my dear. If we're going to help the people, we have to help them change the narratives in their heads. This is medicine because it makes us look inward. And once we face the inner reality, then we've changed our minds. And that's how we change the world said Bianca. She took another puff from the apple and blew out a cloud of smoke beneath the tree. Even the leaves giggled in the wind, as if the branches were reaching for the smoke. I was so in tune with everything when I saw Bianca smiling back at me. You're quite obsessed with being pure, Mr. Preacher, but I'm afraid nature is quite wild. The world is not tame when you get down to the roots of life. And as for life, well, it's more about the attitude we carry than about being perfect and pure. You can create a heaven or hell out of anything, and this plant helps us realize that, said Bianca. She passed the apple to one of the sisters, but the preacher had yet to comment. Don't worry about the cannabis, said Bianca as she put her hand in mine. All of earth is the goddess's garden, and you'll thank me later because I just saved you from a nightmare. I think you owe me a blessing. This whole experience was such a beautiful miracle. I was catapulted back into the present moment. Well, I felt more like a squirrel looking for a lost nut, because my mind kept jumping to all the beauty surrounding me. Why, yes, this was always my home, and I was one with the forest. Oh, how I missed watching the way bamboo grows, and the way a river flows. Gosh, I miss my old garden. Another smoke cloud evaporated when a different sister took a puff. It's all dissolving. All the smoke faded, much like the clouds passing high in the sky. Someday it all ends, and somewhere it begins. Now why aren't we more present in each moment? All the sisters smiled as they passed the apple pipe around when the preacher took a seat against the giant tree. With his legs crossed, he leaned against the trunk and set his palms in his lap. Even he seemed peaceful when a gentle smile appeared on his face. All was well in the forest, and even though the preacher disagreed, he still showed us love by holding space for us. 
Everything he did brought more love to our group. Oh, how nice it was to have him with us. And what a precious day it is. Maya, will you start her off with the basics, said Bianca. It's clear that she'll need to start from the very beginning. The beginning? Why, that's what this plant was. A new beginning. And I felt like I was being pulled to Maya, like a magnet. She had drawn me to her with some alluring energy as she led me toward the stream. Have a seat, said Maya. I had a seat just like hers, cross-legged while we stared out at the flowing water. I tried to copy anything she did, and everything she did seemed just right. Do you remember the first vehicle? she asked. What vehicle is she talking about again? I mean your body. The inner vehicle is what's inside your body. And sometimes when the mind isn't running so well, then the rest of our group can feel it emitting from your aura. It's not that we're spying on you, but we can feel the vibrations you send out. It's not right or wrong, but I wonder if you're out of alignment. What do you think? said Maya. Of course. I'm a gosh darn mess. Oh, she was so sweet and gentle. I was tuning into her cheerful eyes. Maya continued. There's two ways to get the body aligned with the mind really quick, because that's the key to the first vehicle, your alignment. Once you see how easy it is, then you can do this on your own. Now tell me, what were you feeling before? Before? Oh, I was pretty upset about something, but I can't even remember. It was something about... I thought to myself, was I mad or sad? No, I was grumpy and angry. Oh, goodness, I must have been such a fuss. Gosh, I'm not like that. No, not me. Oh, I wasn't good at all, I told Maya. I was angry about a Mowgli, and I'm so sorry. No need to apologize, but if you're feeling sad or grumpy, then there's a few ways to fix it. You can start with the breath or a mantra. Simple as that, said Maya. Yes, I get it. I won't be grumpy again, or I'll try not to. Geez, I guess I don't even know what I'm saying. Let me show you. Palms up, said Maya. First you say, sa, and touch the index finger with your thumb. Next you say, ta. Now you touch your middle finger with your thumb. After that, na. And you touch your ring finger with your thumb. You finish with ma. Touch your pinky and your thumb. I did the motion with her, and I began to see how fascinating these funny fingers were. They were like my little skin robots, and I was commanding them one by one. And now I began to hum along while she chanted it over and over again. each finger in tune with the melody. It was pure bliss. Well, it keeps going on and on, does it? Got it? said Maya. Yep, for sure. Okay, good. Now the other one is breathing. You may think of it as boring right away, but it's really not, said Maya. All you do is take a deep breath in, and then you watch your breath. Can I teach you the three, six, and nines? asked Maya. Sure, I nodded. First you take a deep breath in through your nose and count to three as you feel your lungs filling all the way up. At the top, you hold the breath for six seconds with your lungs full of air. Then you exhale for nine seconds and feel how empty you get. Try it, said Maya. I took a giant breath in and counted to three. 
I held my breath at the top for six seconds. Wow, that's way longer than I thought. Hold on. Almost there. And now I let it out and felt my lungs go empty as I counted down to nine. Again, said Maya. Taking a giant breath in for three, I held my breath at the top for six. Then I let it out and felt my lungs go empty for nine. Again, said Maya. Well, geez, lady. Okay. I took a giant breath in. I held my breath at the top. Now I let it out and felt my lungs go empty. And you just keep going like that, and it'll get you aligned. It's like getting the mind back on the right tracks. I'll do it with you now, said Maya. We both took a giant breath in, holding our breath at the top. Then I felt my lungs go empty. We both took a giant breath in, held our breath at the top. Then I felt my lungs go empty. We both took a giant breath in, held our breath at the top. Then I felt my lungs go empty. Wow. I really started to feel connected to her as she took the next breath in with me. Oh, it's nice to have her leaving. How great is it to finally have a friend? This is really something. You got it? asked Maya. I nodded when I got distracted and looked over the tree where the preacher was meditating with his eyes open. Holy shit, he looks a little strange. Maya turned and saw me staring at him. What in the world is he looking at? Shh, said Maya. He's connected. To what? I whispered. Emptiness, said Maya. He's got the first vehicle connected with the second vehicle just right. The yogis call it samadhi. I was shocked. He looks like he left his body. Well, his body and mind are one. You know that feeling at the end of the breath? The thing I just showed you. When it goes empty. In that stillness you can discover emptiness. And he's perfectly in sync with the emptiness. Actually, he's realizing that emptiness and fullness are the same thing, if that makes any sense, said Maya. I tiptoed back to the group of sisters, whom were all meditating near him. Everyone sat in perfect silence, with this preacher staring off in the distance. You sure he's okay? I whispered to Bianca. You know, he has a point about the drugs. You shouldn't get attached to it. But even a mistake is good, because we get a new lesson. Now that cannabis plant, well, it's just a flower. But the preacher, well, he prefers the old-fashioned way. Sometimes I use plant medicine as a tool because it changes the way we see things. Change your mind, and you can change your life. Now did you learn something from Miss Maya? I nodded. Good. Just relax now. Nothing to worry about. We'll get your first vehicle in tune before you know it, said Bianca. Then I sat back beside her as we looked up at the sky passing overhead. Clouds floated by while the leaves waved at us. There wasn't a worry in the world when I took a giant breath in for three seconds. Then I held my breath at the top for six seconds. And now I let it out when I felt my lungs go empty over the next nine seconds. I closed my eyes again. Life is good when you take a breath in. Hold it at the top. And then I let it out and felt my lungs go empty. Life is simpler when you take a breath in, hold it at the top, and then I let the breath out and felt my lungs go empty. Oh, you've got to find the breath every once in a while. I heard it. The sisters were chanting something, and now they repeated it again. 
What started as a whisper grew when all the girls were chanting the words together. My body began to sway while I listened to the rhythm of the words. What are they saying? I whispered to Vyaka. They're praying to the goddess, the one named Tara. Remember how I said men rule over the land? The masculine forms use methods of skillful means as they are called to look after the four elements, air, earth, water, and fire. The protectors of the elements are the guardians of the four directions, and these great beings are known as the four heavenly kings. And as for the goddesses named Tara, they are the feminine embodiment of enlightened energy, ether. They're invisible in spirit, and so we call them Dakinis, said Vyaka. Dakinis? Never heard of such a thing. That's because they're impossible to know, said Vyaka. So how do you know if they're real? They're sky dancers, and they even travel through the seas. Dakinis protect the truth of perfected wisdom and gnosis. They alone hold freedom's keys, said Vyanka. Well, I'd sure like to find one. Have you ever seen one? Sky dancers, Vyanka paused. It's impossible to find one. They can only find you. Is there just one Tara? I should know if one crosses paths with me. Tara has many forms, and we call them by their colors because it's impossible to realize what they are, said Vyanka. Now the preacher blinked his eyes before he turned and bowed to the giant tree in a full prostration. Lowering himself all the way to the ground, he laid flat upon the earth, then bent his elbows so that his hands came together in prayer over the back of his head. Face down in the dirt, this was the ultimate expression of humility. Then the preacher stood upright with his hands in prayer over his heart. I heard him whisper to the tree. Who's he praying to? asked Bianca. Her, said Bianca all of her. The preacher bent down to prostrate his body two more times before holding on to the roots of the tree. When he got up, a giant smile of joy was beaming across his face when he turned around and caught me watching. She's right, you know, said the preacher, and rumor has it that Ditto found union with the Dakini. That's where he gets his power. It's a brilliant mystery. Yeah.
Thank you.